Twitter. No. <laughs> this warning you sent me, so, that first thing you sent me, you're asking me some question, and it was like some existential question. I was like, it's 8 a.m. <laughs> I was like, I'm not answering this. It's like, I haven't even had coffee yet. I don't remember because I sent so much stuff. Uh, I think it was a student loan crap. It was. I yeah. was like, I can't think about this right now. <laughs> oh. uh. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Underground for May 17th, 2021. This is episode 13 with my co host, J Nations. The, the J Nations. The J Nations. Yep. Hey, and you already know. You can find us on YouTube, Odyssey, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Feel free to reach out to us, drop a, a like, subscribe to us, hit the notification bell, whatever. Uh, tap, I should say, tap the like button. Tap the like Comment, button. let us know your thoughts. If you agree or disagree on podcasts, if you disagree with us, leave a five star review telling why you disagree with us. Uh, or why you dislike the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you can also donate to us now because the point of this podcast is value to value. A lot of other people set up websites to where you, if you become a member, you have you can get additional uh, episodes or whatnot, member foot privileges. Um, stuff, if you can think of stuff like Patreon where it's like a tier system, the more you pay, the more you get. Here, we don't discriminate between the rich and the poor. Those with money, those without money. We show no partiality. We keep in line <laughs> with the Bible here. And so uh, it's a value for value system. Whatever value you get out of us, hey, that's what you can donate. If you don't, if you're not getting anything, you don't have to donate at all. It can be, it can, but what you can donate is not just money, which you can now on PayPal. Crypto donations are coming soon. Uh, but it can be your talent. So if that's art, whatever. Um, if it's, if you're good with audio editing, video editing, designing, what, whatnot, um, just let us know. We take it all. And the most important thing you can also do is to share our podcast, our clips with your friends. If you really like us and you can't, uh, and you can't afford to donate to us, that's the best way you can do it. Even if you can't afford to donate to us, the best way you can support us is by sharing mm -hmm. on social media, everywhere, texting, email, you do an email chain saying, hey, you're going to get 10 years bad luck if you don't listen to this podcast. Whatever you got to do to convince people. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you can also do is just go on YouTube, open a tab. If you've watched all our videos, if you listen to the podcast regularly, regularly go on YouTube, open a tab that's a playlist of uh, our clips and other things that we've done. Hit play, mute it, hide it. And just help us rack those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are ways yes. to to semi like game the system a little bit, and and, and at this mm -hmm. point, uh, literally anything will help. Um, but thank you guys for those of you who have either been listening to the show or I've had a I uh, finished my Resident Evil stream um, last Friday. Nice. I don't remember. No, maybe I finished Thursday. Because I think I had to get up and go to the gym on Friday, and I, I felt like crap. Or no, 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 maybe I did finish it Friday. doesn't matter. I finished it, and I've had a couple people tell me that they're going back and watching it. Um, so we're going to we're gonna do a little more streaming here and there, and I've, I've made a playlist for it. You just have to scroll down on our page to the very bottom because I kind of want it out of the way of a lot of our other content, but I didn't want to make a whole new channel 
for all of that because mm-hmm. I don't want to spread us too thin. Um, I had something else I was going to say, but I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, if uh, if you if you want to donate, uh, we'll be dropping that on all of the video links for YouTube, and it'll also be in the show notes. So wherever you are listening to the podcast, you should be able to go to the show notes and click on the PayPal link for now um, and donate that way. Or uh, once I get the crypto wallet set up, you'll be able to send us crypto from your address to uh, our specific address. But I have to create a whole new profile on my computer and I'm actually going to move all of our podcasting stuff over there. So it's all in a separate place from my personal stuff, but it'll Mm. all be on the same computer. It's complicated, but I think it'll make more sense in the long run to keep things um, cleaner and uh, organized for me. So other than that, uh, Joseph, how are you doing? Tired, bro. I feel (laughs) you kind of with a lot of different things, man, but I'm also feeling hungry. I'm also feeling hungry. <laughs> There's a, a specific food that sounds really good right now. You know what it is? Chicken. No. Steak. Nope. It's pizza. W- food. Oh, I was going to say pizza with ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those sound good together. Like, give me a steak, <laughs> give me some chicken, give me some pizza. I uh, wings. Fried wings. French no, fries. Yeah. It has to do with our episode. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, that's called a professional segue. <laughs> I'm just like, it's just going over my head. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. It's like, is he really hungry? It's like, he should have eaten before the show started. I am hungry, but I'm good. I can, I'm not one of those people that get uh, most of the time uh, hangry or anything like that. I can control my hunger. Oh, bro. Well. I the only time I really can't is when I used to play sports. Mm-hmm. Halftime would come, and I had to eat. It doesn't matter what it was. I don't care if it was broccoli or if it was freaking Snickers bar. I get uh, I get hangry all the time. I got I really Mike was it? No, I get really annoyed sometimes. Or I, there was some article. I think you might have sent this to me like last year or whatever. And it, it I think we kind of talked about this last week. But the um, the whole thing where it's like five reasons why being addicted to coffee is sinful or whatever. <laughs> and it was a similar thing where it's like 10 reasons why being hangry is sinful or whatever. And like you read through it and you're like, so when I don't eat my natural emotion leans towards being angry. It's not as if I immediately fall into this. It's just like, I realize that I get more irritated if I get really hungry and I don't eat. Right. It's a lot easier for me to get that way. It's like, and you're basically just been like, you're a dirty center if you get hangry. <laughs> and I'm just like, honestly, it's like with some dirty, of these, man. bro, with some of these, some of these uh, websites, you just can't win. So I don't even remember which one it's it was. Major, but it's it, like, it's ugh. like majoring on the minors. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I get it. You know, this draws out my, for me, it's when I have lack of sleep, I tend to get, um, I can fall into getting angry easier. Right. Um, I'm more bent towards that. Mm hmm. But I'm like, it'll come out. It's like for for me, I've gotten reasons why drinking Coca-Cola makes you a big old sinner. (laughs) Well, anyway, speaking of food, uh, we we're going to we're going to start the show today. Uh, How how should we describe? Come on, that was good. I miss it. You know, you know, when you make like dad jokes, it just goes over my head because I'm literally in the middle of, of setting up a clip. <laughs> you said speaking of food and I said and big old sinners. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, so I, I, I guess I should 
uh, set this up before we play this, but uh, we've talked uh, a, a couple weeks ago about how um, the getting jabs uh, for uh, for uh, Rona. I'm trying to be careful with my words because we're going to put this on YouTube, I think. Um, yeah. So getting the jab, uh, it has reached sort of a plateau in the United States. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the numbers are a little uh, skewed because mm-hmm. you will read sites that will tell you that 150 million Americans have received a jab. What they're not telling you is that if you're not getting Pfizer or Moderna, that's only half. So there's a lot of people that are going and getting a jab and having second thoughts more than likely. I don't think they're just forgetting. I think people are legitimately right. hearing things that go, well, this is kind of convincing. Um, maybe I don't want to get it. Um, and then obviously you have a portion of the people who don't want to get it. And then we talked last week. Dude, I heard this ag- I'm not going to tell you where I heard this because we have a, a people who listen to the show and I'm, I'm still trying to get people on our side with a lot of this stuff. Um, so, But in a place that I was at last week, I heard it again, someone talking about vaccinating to get to herd immunity. That getting the jab was the only way. Message me on Discord so I can know. I'll, I'll let you know where it was. I, okay. I was in a very healthy place. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. I get you. And, and someone, someone was just like, oh, yeah, like more people need to get the vaccine uh, so that we can get to uh, herd immunity. And I'm just like, y'all. That's not how it works. There are. It, it, and, it, you know, it's like you're like, if you get this. Hang on one second. Andrew's freaking barking. You're good. I couldn't hear him. If that makes you feel okay. better, it, yeah, that's fine. Um, what were we? Oh, so yeah, it's it's one of these things where it's like that that new that that um, concept is getting out there, and people need to understand. It's like you can get it, but you also yep. can gain natural immunity. And somehow this is like the most egregious thing to say uh, in in the uh, in the the COVID cult. Basically, it's like. Really if you is. if you don't follow these like strict guidelines and you're not 100% aligned with this then you're anti this or you're whatever or you're a nut job or and it's just like what like when why is this the very first thing that natural immunity doesn't matter it doesn't make sense it's, in, it's interesting too to add on to that how like Thomas Massey was bringing up the same points similar points and it's also interesting how they're not testing for T cells to know if you've ever had the virus. Mm -hmm. So you would know if you have a natural immunity to it or not. But again, as we have rehashed over and over again, (laughs) the purpose of the virus, I mean the virus, the vaccine, uh, (laughs) the jab, the jab, the jab is to protect you from the virus, right? So a prevent you from getting it in the first place. B, if you do get it, then, the symptoms highly likely to to be less severe than uh, had you not had it. So again, all the way around, you should be protected if you have it from me. If I choose not to, and 
I have plausible, you have, pl I'm, I'm not telling anyone else to do this. I'm just saying for myself you, and for you, uh, that we have reasonable reasons why we don't want to get them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just asking, Hey, don't condemn me for that. Try to reason with me if you want to and try to convince me, but you're not going to, but a friend of mine, a, a friend of mine told me, uh, recently she's like, yeah, I went to the dentist and they were asking me if I had gotten the jab. And she said, like, they asked her some questions and she said, no. And they're like, do you plan on getting it? And she said, no. And it kind of ended there. And I said, you're a lot more polite than I would be because I'd be like, it's none of your business. <laughs> yeah, I would have said that. Dude, it's okay. So my wife works for someone and uh, she was going to take a medical leave due to some medical issues and they're uh th i think it's a third-party hr company that they use yeah and they wanted her to i mean like sign her sign life away basically everything yeah. with her. i mean she'd be signing completely over her hipaa rights and i'm like hell no they don't mm -hmm. even have a right to know about the details of one doctor visit let it yet alone have the ability to have the ent your entire history yep no yeah no. it's Say it's cr it's crazy follow it up Turn it sideways and shove it up your butt. <laughs> it, it, if I was to get a little conspiratorial, it's almost as if they, people who are in charge of a lot of these things, just don't want you to have privacy anymore. They want to know everything. They want to know everything about you. Um, and it's. I don't think that's you being a conspiracy theorist. I think that's you um, making a informed hypothesis. It's just cre it's creepy. Um, yep. You know what else is creepy? No, tell me. Trying. Tell me. <laughs> I, I, oh, okay, okay. I'm just gonna let's just let's just play this clip. Oh yeah, I didn't have to click watch. Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries. Wait a minute. But there's also a a burger element to this. Let me let me check with Bill Needhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This can be breakfast. Okay. I want you to look at this and think about again. Hey, pause it right here. Hamburgers, some don't really want to respect. Hang on. All. Okay. I'm enjoying this ASMR. I just have to say, dude, it's <laughs> disgusting having to listen to him chew into his mic. Oh God! God, God all the paper moving and got everything. Some, got some fries here. <laughs> like a South Park episode. Yeah. <laughs> Ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mm. Hey, pause <laughs> it one more time. I'm sorry. I'm getting it's a almost over. feeling about vaccination right this moment. All right. That's good. Okay. He can't even talk about, despite how absurd all of this is, he can't even talk about eating a burger without saying, you know, not a, being like, hey, we're not trying to offend vegetarians or vegans here. I'm like, bro, just eat the freaking burger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't the oh, only, this isn't the only one. Uh, let's. Yeah. Uh, let's but, ruin the good name of beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should have just left this up, but we'll. Uh, it's real easy to get back to it. Um, I believe New Jersey is next. 
So here's New These people make fun of Trump. Here's New Jersey. Come on. Oh shoot, hang on. New Jersey is no muted. <laughs> they need to be. Here We're not going to be afraid to try new things. Uh, our office and the Department of Health in partnership with the Brewers Guild of New Jersey are teaming up are, are teaming up to launch our new shot and a beer program to encourage eligible New Jerseyans ages 21 and over to get vaccinated. Any New Jerseyan who gets their first vaccine dose in the month of May and takes their vaccination card to one of the following participating breweries as proof of vaccination will receive a free beer courtesy of the participating brewery. It's the only reason I regret waiting to get my first shot. That's all I can say. Cool. What a charlatan, man. Both of them. These people are really, they really are disgusting. And not just for this. I'm thinking of like the freaking gun laws in this place, these places in, in New Jersey specifically, them having the, uh, what's it called? Park Castle Doctrine? Double Castle Doctrine? I can't remember the beginning term. You can't even defend yourself. And you have to, the only way you can defend yourself if someone's breaking your house with your gun in New Jersey is if you can prove you didn't have the ability to flee. Yeah, New Jersey's awful. After you're arrested, by the way. I I don't know. I have to, I you know, as we look into this stuff, and I understand people have like family and places and they grew up in, in some of these places, but it's so surprising to me that people who are, I, mean, I understand people wanting to stay and fight, but like you're putting yourself in a massive uh Disadvantage. Disadvantage, like in a bad situation, being in a place where the gun laws are as bad as they are. Like more power to you if you want to stay and and push for reform in in some of these places. Um, but it's obvious. I, it should be obvious by now that uh, like the NRA just does not care. Right. You know what I mean? Like they only they seem to only go after like the really really big things. Um, yeah. They. They're never really like up with the times. Like you have people like Eric, like Eric July actually talks about this a lot, but he's like, I'm a massive uh like libertarian YouTuber slash streamer slash music artist. He's like, I have a pretty large fan base. NRA's never contacted me. Glock has never contacted me. He's like, I'm I'm he's crazy pro two A. Never gotten any of these these people on their side. They used to have Colion Noir. And there was some sort of drama at the NRA with him, which I, I don't know if he's ever actually fully come out and talked about or if they're, they've ever said anything, but, like, they dropped him. And you're like, what are y'all doing? Like, yeah, they both happen to be black, but it's like when you're in a situation where it's kind of – you have, like, some someone like Maj Torre who seems to be doing everything that the NRA couldn't do um, mm-hmm. and has gotten more people on the side, I think, of Pro 2A probably in, in since he started doing his thing than the NRA has recently – uh, and then RA's like, oh, uh, got some, uh, we're like women like us, or, you know, I see like these ads for them on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. bourbon moms like us, bro. They're like, but, they, uh, I, I kind of feel like they're the, one of the biggest examples of boomer cons recently. Anyway, I don't know how I got on, on that, but yeah. Oh, New Jersey. Uh, right. Well, it's just them not understanding culture. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. this is funny yeah. because as we're seeing it's, they don't really care about your health. They're literally offering you. Fast Cheat, food, beer, and shots. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that that one for New Jersey? You only have to get the first jab. 
if it's a if it's like a, a two dose jab or whatever. Also, can you take your card to every one of these places and get a beer? I know. And will those people remember you? Like, are they going to stamp your 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 card or whatever oh, every time you get point. one? Like, it doesn't. I mean, leave it to the government to come up with a system that has a million loopholes and doesn't really right. make sense in in how practical it is. You know, you you could probably. I mean, like, are you going to have to show your ID every t- if you and your thing? You know, it's like, and also, you can get these cards online. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, it's one of those things that it it's like your mind sometimes and, and it's so crazy because people have been making fake ones and selling them for like 20 bucks a pop and like the fbi is getting involved in all this stuff but you can get them online for free and no one's talking about that i like if somebody asks asks you specifically if you've been vaccinated all you have to say is yes i've been vaccinated yeah they're not asking you what vac- vaccine that you've been you know that you've had so mm, that's, a, mean, good that's been, a good point i've been vaccinated yeah. i mean i'm just gonna keep telling people it's none of their business but yeah. that's you know um all right so we got one more from ohio and uh i don't know this one might be the best deal even you know but de blasio seemed like he was really into that burger and fries so who knows that hair he was this rocking to. Yeah. Mm. Statewide drawings on Wednesday to encourage people to get vaccinated. And it's pretty incredible. Get a COVID vaccination in the Buckeye State and get a shot at winning a million dollars or a free ride at a state university. Wow. Seriously? Hmm. <laughs> Jason Carr's in the carport with more. Does it have to be the Ohio State University? Get your vaccine cards ready. The winning numbers are... It's one of the largest financial incentives announced by any state to combat declining vaccinations. As you guys said, starting May 26th, the state, Ohio, will award one million each week to an adult who has received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. There will be five total drawings and residents under the age of 18 who are eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine will be entered into a drawing for a chance at winning a full four year ride to one of the state's universities. It's news that has the entire state and the country talking, while some eh, are as enthused. I think it's a great opportunity for people not only to get vaccinated, but to make money. It's actually pretty cool. You know, you shouldn't be incentivized to get something for health purposes. Um, and also, like, where's it, if DeWine's going to be giving money to people who have been vaccinated, like, where is that coming from? You know, DeWine said it will be paid well, using federal coronavirus funds. The incentives were announced along with news that DeWine is asking the Ohio Department of Health to lift most pandemic health orders come June 2nd. It's actually kind of a shame that we'd have to incentivize people to get vaccine, but that's the way it is. I hate everything about that report. Yeah. I don't need... Uh, okay. That dude. Such yeah. as... Uh, Does it have word, to be uh, the Ohio office? State? <laughs> yeah like oh uh, you're not funny it's such a shame we <laughs> we have to incentivize people to get a shot i'm like come on bro you're not even being genuine i know a couple things that i've uh, uh that i've learned watching that um the education system is not teaching kids where federal funding comes from <laughs> surprise surprise because they go the oh yeah state funded government education do that the, and they're like because the one guy's like, oh, yeah, it seems like a great way to maybe earn money. It's like, bro, 
they're taking I mean, I don't know how old that that kid was. Maybe he's not paying taxes yet. It's like right. it's like they're taking your money or your family's money. Uh it's going and to the federal government. Yeah. Yeah, and potentially giving back to you your money and your family's money and then other people's money to five people. To yeah. Forgetting the people. jab. Exactly. Do you not understand what taxes are? Do you not understand that they're literally stealing money from you, taking it from you, and then giving back to your money? So oh, I wanted to look up the. Uh... Yeah, I mean that is what it is. That all that speaks for itself. I mean, you know. Let me see. Hopefully, if... this Ohio governor gets voted out. I agree. Okay, so we are currently in $28 trillion in debt. Sounds like we need to print more money. The U.S. economy. I actually thought we were we had already hit 30, but we're, we're scheduled to hit 30 by the end of the year, especially if this, um, this new um, infrastructure bill goes through or whatever that's supposed to be like another $3 trillion. Is that right? It might even be yeah. more than that. The number seems to, to change. Uh, depending on on who you hear it from, uh, but yeah, you have the, this this kid who, I mean, he's a kid. It's 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 hard right. to, it you know, clearly these places are not educating uh, kids on how the system works. It's just like, oh yeah, it's like, where do you think this money comes from? It's like, how do you think the government makes money? <laughs> like, I don't. It's really irritating. And then. That one lady, it's so funny, they clearly cut that one lady, that second lady off, because she goes, well, I'd like to know where this money is coming from. It's like, ma'am, you have to, yeah, it's like, you have to know where this is coming from, right? And they go, oh, no, it's coming from the federal government. It's like, bro, okay, that honestly, that even means that it might not be Ohio's money. It's just whatever money is uh, allocated from other states to Ohio for the, the, the Rona relief. It's ridiculous, man. I think uh, you pretty much just covered it. Dude, it's so cre- it's just creepy. It is creepy and it's crazy, you know that the government creates a problem, right? But the lockdowns, right? Restrictions. And then they're like, "Oh, hey, it's not us. It's this other thing, this symptom that's the issue, right?" And mm-hmm. so then we're going to print more money and give that out, and then, you know, Trump's bad blah 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 and all this stuff and i wouldn't uh i'd be skeptical of the any vaccine made under trump is what kamala harris said and yeah all this stuff and then biden gets in office and uh you know creates additional problems a different legs of a table to knock over and you know here we are incentivizing people to take a vaccine yeah with taxpayer funded money federally my money your money people they're just like to this money here you go you know and like we don't it, it could literally go like and the craziest thing too is that like million dollars potentially could go to someone who is already like rich i mean it's not an excuse for giving away tax like taxpayer money yep like and, and this is it, why don't God. they invest that money in a uh low income neighborhood why don't they take that yeah. money and divide it up against people why instead of doing a you know, the lottery of one person, why don't they divide it uh, uh, from a hundred people or a thousand people or a hundred thousand people? Yeah. Right. You know, 
I don't know. Like, it's again. just it's so dirty, dude. And and this is the it thing. Is. I, I can't remember where where I was listening to this, but it's a point that gets made in like libertarian circles uh, quite a bit that it, that the reason that a lot of this stuff works with people in the short term is because at some point those politicians and the people who are doing all these awful things aren't going to be around for one reason or another. Like they'll either have been retired and they're out of it by the time things get bad or um, people now aren't going to see the effects. So like even that kid, for instance, right? He has a family, grows up. Mm -hmm. He could be like, uh, probably not, but he could be considerably older by the time things start getting really bad for his kids or his grandkids. You know what I mean? It's like we, we may not see the absolute worst of what, this insane inflation is doing. I think we will. Um, there's already a lot of talk oh, yeah. about the it's stock, the stock market, um, other than AMC and uh, GameStop's having a nice yeah. little boost too. But most of the stock market hit took a, it has been taking massive hits. Uh, a lot of people think that it's going to be crashing pretty soon. Um, there's just there's a lot of volatility everywhere. Prices on lumber, on, yeah, the gas Food inflation, yeah, the gas shortages. We're not energy and independent anymore under Biden and all this stuff. I mean, it's it's like a color revolution. I'm telling you, it's like a color revolution to where they create these problems, not these pegs over, right? Uh, Governor Whitmore uh, um, ending that pipeline in, in Michigan yep. you know, after we just had a uh, the continental shutdown. And then they're, you know, Biden gets an office in, and he... No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Does cool. specific things right, and then he, they create these problems, and they happen, thus to work into a communist regime, right? A socialist regime. It's about control, so that you can be like, oh, dependent upon the state, we need we need help from the state, from the feds, because we don't have meat, or because we don't have lumber, because we don't have gas, because we don't have these specific necessities. So. It's funny. I know this is this is going to be off topic. No, yeah, I won't bring that up. It's going to be too off topic. Okay, Go ahead. Okay, it's fine. So, and I just I want to add one more thing, just as kind of the cherry on top of everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, one of the accounts that I is follow. Your favorite health companies. One of my favorite health companies. Yes. One of the places yeah. that ha- has done uh, miracles Wonders. for yeah. people they and really the shape people of their bodies. They're, they're even overfed, dude. That's yeah. how much great work they've done. Yep. yep. So uh, McDonald's came out with this campaign uh, to package, uh, use their packaging to promote the COVID-19 jab. Um, and uh, it's really funny because Zach, uh, I think his last name is uh, Homel. Uh, he said, if McDonald's cared about your health, they'd close. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yep. I thought that was just like really uh really funny. Um I saw that it's and I was like we got the chemicals in there and their food that they use that make it uh last for like ever. I mean, oh, I don't it's, even know when it starts to go degrade. Bad. It's I think it's like oh, it over a month if I remember correctly. I think correctly. it's longer than that. Yeah, cuz we've seen there's videos you can like watch on YouTube of people who've like left that and like real hamburger and fries out. And the real stuff that's like homemade will decay in a, in like a week. Not even yeah. a, it's not a week, but you know what I mean. It takes a little while, but the other stuff it'll just go and go and go. Because uh, you're right, they they put so much garbage in that. It's art. So much of it's artificial, um, mm-hmm. and and people are putting in this in in their bodies 
every single day, right? And it's, it, I mean, you've noticed this too. And then we'll we'll move on to the the next topic after this. But, and I know you've noticed this. The majority of people who get angry about people talking about other health options are usually the people that are really unhealthy. They're constantly upset about like people not getting anything. It's like, look, it's up to me what I do. Uh, yep. Also, I understand how my immune system works. I'm in the gym. I'm doing everything that Being I can. Healthy. Yeah, it's like when did when did living like at least somewhat of a more natural lifestyle become this awful thing? When did it was it exactly? When was that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I meant to say before we got to this point, if you're a single guy out there, this isn't advice. <laughs> but how interesting would it be if you were like, uh, like if on Tinder or whatnot, uh, enter in. Uh, the ten thousand dollar drawing to win a date with me. <laughs> I mean, uh, enter, if you go on a date with me, like some kind of drawing, enter in to win uh, ten thousand dollars or whatnot. And I think, you know, no one ever actually wins the money, but yeah, I think <laughs> you I get saw all one. These dates, if you're a man or a woman, yeah, I think I saw one that someone was relating the uh, the the million dollars. They were like, "Hey, do you want to go on a date?" And the girl's like, "No." And he goes, "What if I pay you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, oh, anyway, uh, that's, that's it's silly. That's the whole point of using that. Yeah. Uh, analogy. we also have, uh, the mask mandate stuff is basically over. I didn't pull yep. any tweets or anything. I mean, everybody's seen the stuff going around where Biden's yeah. like, get the jab or wear a mask. And everyone's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no right. Oh, man. and, uh, everybody's and then, like Walmart saying that, uh, um, people who enter into the, uh, their you know franchises or whatnot uh if you're fully vaccinated you'll have to wear a mask but yet they don't they can't ask for proof at least here in my state they you can't, can't anywhere can florida yeah i don't yeah, yeah you can't anywhere i mean you can and try other major companies yeah oh yeah someone came up and did that to me i just <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good luck yeah you know i think it's again it's over. It's silly. Uh, so Finally, many, so over. many people and have if, known. Again, if you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm not picking on you. I'm not shaming you. Do your thing. If it help, if it, if you believe it works, or if it just makes you feel safe, wear it. I don't care. I'm not yeah. picking on you. Yeah. I'll respect but, you. I was just telling someone that earlier today. Literally, like a month or so ago, I saw this pregnant lady who was outside wearing a mask, and I happened to be walking by her. And I sincerely held my breath as I walked by her just to make her feel, you know, better. Yeah. I was just like, hurry up. <laughs> held my breath that long? Hurry up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, and that's kind of the way that's always been. It is kind of getting to, I, I, I think that you deserve uh, to be made fun of if you're wearing it in your car by yourself. Uh yeah, so I think sometimes I think I, I think again, that um, I agree with that, but I think yeah. sometimes people because they're wearing it at work. So at my job, because it's federally regulated, I still have to wear a mask anytime I get up to walk, even from my from in the office to the to my vehicle. Wait, and if I have someone if I have someone in my vehicle, I have to wear my mask. Joseph, your private so, oil company is federally regulated. It's no, I, I'm not uh, at a private oil company. I'm at. I work for a utility company oh, and that's oh. federally regulated. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, my bad, I have to do that. Now I, it's easy because of that to get in a car. You're not thinking and leave it on. Sure. Now, but people who 
are, you know. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. I, I, I just... I'm like, oh, man, someone's going to think I'm one of those maskers. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't like it because of the um, the weird amount of, like, mental illness that it's caused. Yeah. Like, stories that I've heard about people, like, freaking out and not being able to go do things because people aren't wearing a mask or they're unsure yeah. of what's going on. And it's like, you've literally like the government has psyoped people. Like there's really they not a better have. way. Of, there's not a better way of, they have mentally abused Americans over the past year. Man, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. Just how uh, in 2019, how great the economy was under Trump, the best we have had it in, in my lifetime and everything was booming COVID hits everything goes under they get trump out of office right and yet all this stuff is going to crap all this stuff is going to crap food inflation yeah uh, uh luxury goods hyperinflation there there's food shortages there's gas shortages so okay know, to be shortages. to be fair he's Lumber. to blame he's to blame for a lot of this too Yeah, I would definitely do that. Him, because, it, and it's not just him. Coronavirus pandemic relief funds. Right? Not just, him not just not having that. Having that backbone and fighting and saying, no, we're yep. not shutting the country down. I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't yep. care what you do. We're going to come up with a vaccine. You want to do all that crap? Fine. But yep. we're not shutting the country down. We can't do that. They, I think eventually, he did start fighting that way. But it was too, it was again, too late. It was they too had, late. They had him, man. And it's, it's one of those things that it's like... Dude, he the, the strategic the strategic error. I'm sorry. The strategic no, error right. he made was when he stopped doing those uh, press briefings um, or whatever, like every press day. Briefings from the Rose Garden. Yeah, his uh, job approval rating was going skyrocketing up into the 50s, and as soon as he stopped doing those, they they stopped going down. Uh, they started going down, and so I think that was one. You know, there's yeah. many, right? Well, he but that was one of them. He was a fake tough guy who never really had like yeah he got some of the things done that, that he promised his base or whatever but like mm -hmm. when it really counted right i mean it really counted last year when all this lockdown stuff yep. lockdown stuff happened he just he gave it to fauci completely yep. was like you're the, you're the expert in this situation we'll take you know he's out there like talking to people like just being like well i got the vaccine blah 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 and you're like okay well maybe you did i think he was trying to play the unfortunately you know i think he was trying to play the game instead of going for what made him fire you yeah. know with his base it, which is being like oh this is bullcrap like, and it's really funny because what i think a lot of his base wanted was for him at the very least to go out and like i say go out in flames i don't necessarily mean that in the most like horrific way terms, but yeah. yeah but in a way that like he like fought tooth and nail to the very end right where in reality it was just sort of like he can most of what he did was complain and then didn't get his way and then that was kind of the end of it and that yep. that was that was a lot of his campaign. It was a lot of the things that he that he did. And when it really counted on not closing down the economy, when it really counted on mm -hmm. like people lost their businesses because of him. They like and every uh, you know it's really funny. Everyone wants to play the play the game the blame game of the person who's in office. And generally, especially if it's a couple of years down the road, it's like Biden. Is, like if this keeps going for the next year, year and a half, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. like Biden is 100% culpable, right? Um, even with a lot right. of the stuff that's going on right now, there are things that he and his administration could be doing to, oh, uh, to stop that. With the, 
with the gas, food, lumber. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he is, but to say to greater to say greater, uh, I to him he, and Trump both, and and their parties, not everyone in the Republican Party, but sure. majority of people in the Republican Party, um, voted for the pandemic relief funds. Why? Because the government created a problem that screwed the people. Yeah, and they don't That's want to admit it. That's what you have to realize. Under Trump and under Biden, it happened. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. all I'm. And that's all I'm saying is it's like I, it's not to take blame away from the the current sitting president. It's right. it's the fact that like we're only four month in, four months in, and it's like yeah, he's kind of just sat back and and made a lot of it significantly worse, and he's definitely added to it with the pipeline stuff, a lot of these other things that are going on, and and their administration being just as uh, as brain dead. Like I, it's almost like. I mean, you'd have to go back and like do the comparison or whatever, but it's pretty culpable for like a concert, like a, a conservative coming into office, having really no idea what he's doing, putting all these neocons yeah. into office, and then you have yeah. then you have a liberal coming in, putting the Obama administration basically back into office, uh, yep. and doing a lot of similar, just like fumbling over everything. And but the they get treated credit, completely he finally, different. He, he didn't. You could tell early on in his administration he didn't understand the. Um, he thought it was like a business. He could run it like a business. Yeah. And, and you can't. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> nope. And so he didn't realize that. And so he had to learn that. He was, put, again, as you said, putting these neocons like John Bolton. Uh, for everything that was wrong with Obama, Obama was like, hey, you do not need to have John Bolton in there. He mm -hmm. is a warmonger. Yep. And not, Trump yeah, it's funny that. coming from Obama. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is funny coming from him. But uh, again, you know, Trump learned that in the last year and a half, last year to two years of his administration was a lot better than the first two years. And sure. so, uh, and I'm not saying that there weren't good things. It's just one of those things. That ultimately, things that, well, I was going to say what I wanted to say though, yeah. is that with Trump, at least, at least we finally had a president. I don't give a crap what any libertarian, anyone wants to say, at least we finally had a freaking president that was in some capacity anti-war. Literally the only sure. time CNN, Fox news, MSNBC, the mainstream media praised Trump and was saying, oh, finally, Trump has acted like a president today. He's finally reached the pinnacle and understand what it means to be president is when he bombed the crap out of Syria. Yeah, you're not that wrong. It. And then he that tried He tried to move. He tried to pull, go ahead. I was going to say, he tried to move in that direction, right? Um, it, you know, we're, we'll get Military into the industrial complex. Yeah. The, oh, they're, and, they're powerful, man. And so when he went against that, that's when you really saw everyone coming against him. Yep. And again, Biden gets in the office, sends money to Palestine, to Hamas, right? Mm. And again, I don't think it's because... Bomb Syria. If, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm speaking <laughs> hypothetically here, right, I'm, I'm going to throw out a hypothesis. People think this is the problem with conspiracy theories. They're like, oh, there's a secret cabal. Uh, uh Joe Biden's meeting with these Satan worshipers, right? These Moloch worshipers and like, Hey, how can we, you know, blah, 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 and do all this stuff. And it's intricate and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you, same thing with media companies. If you're like, how can we get a crisis going so we can justify going over war, getting in Syria because it's better for pipeline and for gas, it's cheaper and all that stuff. What do we do? Uh, well, we could send money to these, um, or how do we justify getting involved there, right, into the Middle East, where we could send monies to these to the Palestine and to these groups who have a high likelihood chance, like 
already have the beliefs and the ideology of hating Israel and causing destruction, you know, disruption in the chain and the justify, Oh yeah, we need to increase our presence mm-hmm. in you know, the middle East and so forth. So that's Let's... how it works. The same thing with these media companies, you know, they don't, they, they hire people who share their same political ideologies and views. They're not t- controlling them what to say. They're hiring people who already believe and practice the same as they do. Yeah. This is why the whole intersectionality thing is really dangerous is because everybody thinks the same. They just they might just look different. But everybody yeah. thinks exactly. It's it's where the whole like NPC non, uh, uh, non-playable character like meme comes in mm-hmm. because everyone just repeats the same stuff. It's like if you listen to anyone who listens to mainstream, I mean, it's more on the liberal side currently, but you do hear it a lot um, from the uh, from conservatives as well, especially if they're listening right. to like, if all they do is like listen to Ben Shapiro and never get another uh, outlook on that. It's pretty obvious, you know, uh, where they land on like every single issue. Um, and, uh, that's where that comes from is it's just like beep boop beep boop i believe yep. this and no one has a well well what if this is really the case right and uh ron paul is actually a really good example of that and we're gonna talk a little bit about this israel palestine thing i uh will probably defer to uh a few different uh people who have actually like lived there there's a mm-hmm. a, a a documentary called Killing Gaza that I want to watch. Um, heads up, the guy's like, I don't know if he's a, he's technically, he's a journalist, but he spent time over there. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm still, there's a lot that I'm still learning about, but the story's not not as simplistic as someone like Ben Shapiro wants to make it out to be. Um, oh, yeah. There's definitely a, a lot of blame to be thrown around to... Passed around. Yeah, everyone. I th- I think, and, I, and I've had this argument with a few people, that some of these more powerful entities uh, in the world have more blame resting on their shoulders than uh, what, at least at one point, was a group of people throwing rocks uh, is kind of the term that you yeah. hear going around. And I, I, it's hard not to hear well-thought-out reasonings as to why... Um, Israel and uh, the United States in particular need to be, and I mean, maybe Iran has, has a place in there, but I mean, mm-hmm. the United States is a, an empire Palestine at this point. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of these things it's like, but when you look at that, right, it's like who, Pakistan. who is that Palestine? Like they were a country, <laughs> Pakistan. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you know, you go, who is, idiot. you go, who is most responsible? And in my mind and where I'm at right now, just currently, uh, the people with the most power hold the most responsibility. Yeah, it seems um, it seems it's to definitely be definitely interesting conversation again. And I want to like tell people, me and you both, we're not experts in this. No, uh, not at all. Oh my so, god, actually, I wouldn't even. I I would say like at the very very beginning, like trying to understand it better. And I would go ahead and tell you, anyone offering a simple solution to this and not a nuanced perspective is lying to you yeah and not a and not as i like to say snaking their way into an opinion because you see and i it can sound a little uh mean-spirited but if if you're having to kind of like slither into your position and 
excuse certain actions. Mm-hmm. Um, let, you know what? Let's play this clip from uh, yep. Ron Paul, and then I'll I'll bring that that point back up because I want to I want to get into this. No problem. About uh, who who is responsible for the creation of Hamas? Because yep. I think this is something that gets overlooked by literally everybody. Yep. Um, except for people who like Ron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Madam Speaker, um, I rise in opposition to this resolution, uh, not because uh, I am taking sides and and picking who the bad guys are and who the good guys are, but I'm looking at this more from the angle of being a uh, United States citizen and American, and I think resolutions like this uh, really do us great harm. Uh, In many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular, with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides uh, in in a way because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, that was better then and served its purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden, and uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. Talking about speaking with conviction, dude. Yeah. And that's exactly what people don't realize is America and Israel's own involvement with Hamas and the establishment of it. Okay, so, so again, and it's like you can't criticize them without Israel, right? Without someone saying you're anti Semitic. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that Israel shouldn't be a country and a nation. Yeah, no one's and, and everything <laughs> like that. That's not what I'm saying. So I'm I think just, something that needs to be There needs to be a distinction, right? And this is where you were talking about nuance comes in. And again, and I was thinking about this on on the drive home uh, before the show today, and Mm -hmm. I realized I was like, I don't ever for the rest of my life really want to be associated with any sort of government in like a, your government did this, therefore you are responsible for this. Right. Because that's where the problem comes in is, and we talked about this Mm -hmm. a little, I think, last week, but 
a criticize criticizing the Israeli government is not criticizing Jews as a people or diminishing who they are. Yep. Um, and criticizing uh, anything that Hamas does or anything that Palestine does or or like or um, Pakistan. Pakistan or uh, um, Iran. Yeah, any of these these governments, it's like there are people the there. Yeah, that freaking dictator. There are people who live under, and China's the same way. There are people who, North Korea is the same way. There are people who live under these uh, empires or dictators or whatever term fits the mold who do not have a choice in the day-to-day life. Like, we, we talk about this all the time with, now, there is a certain amount of culpability in certain places, I think, like the U.S. and Israel, that if... Mm-hmm. If uh, you know Obama, for instance, and this did happen, um, drones hospitals and apologizes and is basically just let off the hook, right? He apologizes, so he he did it. He knows he did it, War and general. yeah, every and and people know this is the case, and yet they continue to vote in people who are right in line with his policies right it was like one of the first things biden did when he got his office was drone syria i know and it's like what were y'all expecting money to hamas and pakistan and trying to up re-up the nuclear deal with iran and stuff like that again trying to create this uh this instability in they're meddling they're Uh, basically yeah basically what uh, yeah, that's that's right. what uh, Ron Paul is saying is yep. we're intervening, doing things that piss people off, and that there's blowback for that. We yep. we essentially created like and and this is one of those things that's like it's it's a hard this is a legitimately hard pill to swallow. But the United States is in some way responsible for what happened on nine eleven. Yep, because we trained it the people. We essentially trained the people who would later cause that attack. Exactly, we did. Um, and you've seen the video of Ron Paul where he says that on stage in 2008, yeah. and Rudy Giuliani gets like super pissed at him, and it's like you look at it now and you're like, oh, yeah, Paul, <laughs> Ron Paul was definitely right about all, you know, uh, he was all right back then, stuff. but well, I mean, whose weapons and bombs and stuff is Hamas, Pakistan, and Iran and Israel are they using? So from what American. I'm a- yeah, they are, but Iran is the one from what I was hearing today. I, let me, I'll find the guy's name because uh, mm-hmm. people should should look into him. Uh, he's got kind of an interesting take on this, but uh, he was saying that his name is uh, Max Blumenthal. Uh, he was on uh, on uh, Scott Horton's podcast. Yeah, um, and uh, he was on. Uh, Jim, he was on. One? Yeah, uh, it's like yeah, the I second one down. Right. Um, uh, no, I think, yeah, yeah, no, this one was specifically about, um, Gaza and a lot of things going on there. He's written a book well, then, called, yeah, I did listen to that one then. He, yeah, he, he's written a book called Goliath and that's the killing, um, I think it's called, uh, killing, killing Gaza is the name of his, uh, uh, anyway. Um, so yep, he, ahead. there's just an, there's an interesting take there. The guy lived in the area for a long time. He's Jewish. Um, but he's not Zionist, which is the right. it, which is would be considered, I think, the right wing faction of uh, Israel, who, depending on who you ask, sees um, 
Palestinians as less than human. There's a a a surprising amount of, I mean, you could call it racism. I think, for a lack of a better term, uh, and there's you know the word apartheid gets kind of thrown around in these non-Zionist yeah. groups or whatever. Um, it's not as like cut and dry again as some of your sort of mainstream critics or talking heads, whoever you want, you know, even, yeah. And what's so crazy is like some of the talking heads will go, Oh, well the mainstream media is totally in on, uh, like Hamas or whatever. They're supporting terrorists. And it's like, no dude, they're not, uh, who it's like, they're, they're very much, uh, trying to avoid the, the anti-Semitic rhetoric. You know, it's like you, you only have a couple politicians who I, I haven't really listened to a lot of what they've been saying, but, there, there's a lot of dumb people who are saying things about the situation, right? So you have the people who are pro-Israel that are being, like, very staunch in their stance, and then, I guess, the pro-Palestine uh, approach, and both sides are unable to go, well, we need to kind of talk about the roles that each group is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is, you know, because everyone, like, I keep hearing this thrown around, too, where it goes, Oh, you don't want to mess with Israel. Israel's super ruthless. It's like ruthless enough to kill. I, the number's actually higher than I have in the show notes, I think, now. But uh, last I checked, it was 174 people, and around a third of them were children. Yep. And I and believe 10 have died in Israel, and one, I know, of one was a child. was a child, right? So, so but here's a, here's a, so I ahead. listened to that episode, and what's, uh, what he was saying, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert, so I'm just, you know, I could see what he's saying. And made some good points. At the same time, Hamas, if, if this is coming from the Israeli government, if this is coming from the Israeli military, why is it why is Hamas targeting cities cities and citizens and not targeting these bases, right? These specific places. So, so that's my whole thing. He explained and, and that this was just his explanation. Guys, we're we're right. just talking about this. It's not a right. um he was We're saying not giving our opinions so as a like, yeah they're you know, using they're essentially using homemade equipment and so their ability to accurately target these situations is is significantly worse and when you like read stories about Israel essentially taking tanks and just firing nonstop into the Gaza Strip today you just that's the question is like who who ha, who is the power in the situation. Who is the dominant force that. in this situation? And so I'm not I saying I'm not saying that there's not responsibility on both sides. But when when you have a group of, of people who are just like I stand with Israel, and it's like they've killed a lot of children in the th- in their mm-hmm. in, in what they're doing. Yep. It's like you do, it's like not even a recognition of this stuff, and that's the stuff that makes makes me think like it's it's just it, it, I I get really uncomfortable with the entire thing. If that makes sense, right. because I'm comfortable with the entire thing, because I don't because you ahead. can't you just can't you can't just go. I'm I'm pro Israel and leave out that Israel has murdered children like mm-hmm. innocent people. And then like you'll I, I've heard I've, I you hear everything. Oh, well, they're keeping them in basements. It's like, all right, well, if they know that they're in there, it's like maybe there's a better way to go about it than bombing the entire building and killing the kids along with the people you're trying to get killing potentially innocent citizens along with, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like uh, if that was happening, right. And all of the, and this is where Ron Paul gets into his idea of blowback, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, they're doing all of this and it's like, you're not getting everyone. And all you're doing is pissing off people who hadn't, didn't have anything to do with it in the first place. 
There's nothing strategic. Go ahead. First off, I do disagree with him. I, I, I agree with I agree with him that yes, they are using less proficient uh, weapons, but they are also using proficient weapons. They don't they don't just have homemade stuff. They don't. They and they strategically Hamas strate- strategically uses um, these buildings with citizens to launch their attacks purposefully. Sure. They also use them with children because of the headlines it gets in the West. And again, I agree with you. I think there has to be a better way to go about this um, for Israel. Uh, and so, again, I'm not... I thought that the guy painted a more rosy picture of Hamas... Probably. ...than is actually true. I didn't agree... I didn't disagree with him about his points. I understand. Like, I can understand. If what he's saying is true... I can understand where Hamas is coming from, right? People coming into their land and and invading them. But Hamas wants to only give the Jews a nine-mile square footage of, of land. Yeah, but I mean, too. it's one but, of the... I mean, you're you're not time, wrong, but like... It goes back to Ron Paul. Yeah. What Ron Paul is saying is that Israel and the United States help establish an extremist group. Mm-hmm. What do you More expect... Than one. When you help, exactly. Yeah. When you help establish, I mean, the United States knew what they were doing. If Israel didn't, right? Because I'm not very familiar with their government and politics and stuff like that. But if what would you, what do you expect when you establish an extremist group and they get democratically elected? What do you think they're going to do? Yep. That's blowback. That's what happens every surprise, every surprise. single time. And the more and this is why Ron Paul was very anti-interventionalist. Like I agree with him. I it's it's one of those things I that do. I think they're it, we and and here's part of the problem too is that like now we send billions of dollars to Israel. We back mm-hmm. Israel we back Israel. So it's it's one of those things that it's like the United States and Israel have a certain amount of responsibility to take care of things, right? The and and mm-hmm. what's worrying and this is kind of that where I, I guess I, it is messy, but I get a little stuck, is that because we back Israel with, like, billions of dollars in equipment, right? That whole, that, like, Iron Dome thing the, that everybody's so impressed by or whatever, um, like, that's ours. Like, we created that. That's not, is like, Israel didn't just come up with that. Like, we created that. We created that yeah. to stop, uh, I think, nuclear attacks back in the 70s, if I remember correctly. And so... It's something that's very strange to me when, again, it just goes back to this thing that it's like, if you have the power, I'm not saying that they don't have the right to defend themselves. Like Nobody's saying that, right? But you have to ask yourself the question. It's like, at this point, it's like, who really started it? Who's really culpable in all of this? And Well, I think that just depends uh, on how far back you want to go. Yeah, and and it's it's super messy. And the United States keeps putting their foot into the business of other uh, of other people, right? It's like right. we're sending all of this potentially. Like, who, who really knows where some of this money's going? You know, when uh, like uh, Rand Paul put out that uh, waste uh, the the amount he sends it out like every Christmas or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we're sending money to the these these people. Um, they're not, in my opinion, just in my opinion, I understand that the. Hamas is strategically using children and innocent people for that. But if if they're saying like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. We're just going to blow them up anyway to get to get to the people. Like, I have a problem with that. 
Yeah. Oh, I agree. With I have you. a problem with that. I, and I it, have a problem with that. And and it's when when you say that to people, and then they they try to like maneuver around that as if like, well, I have a problem with it too, but this. It's like, well, then you don't really have a problem with it. It's, I heard someone say, "There's always collateral damage in war," and I'm like, "That's such a terrible, it's a cop out, heartless, yeah, about thing to say because that doesn't." Like, what if this was your child? What if this was your mom or dad? What if this was your wife or this your is... husband or, or whatnot? Like, again, there has to be understand that these are terrorist attacks by Hamas. I agree with Israel on that. I don't care what anyone wants to say. They're terrorist attacks, regardless of what they're you know what they're mad about, whether if it's right or wrong. Terrorist attack onto a city of other innocent civilians. Not right. It's also not right for Israel to bomb these places where they're coming from that have children and stuff like that. Now, there was that one video of the owner of the apartment place or the building complex yeah. getting across from Israel, allegedly. I mean, I don't speak the language. And them saying, hey, got an hour. We're about to bomb the freaking mess out of that building and get you know, out because Hamas is sending attacks. And, you know, that's what happens, right? But, again, children shouldn't be collateral collateral damage adults shouldn't be collateral damage innocent civilians should not be collateral damage and it is bad and it is wrong like and as mm-hmm. israel as much as hamas is culpable for that and it is okay to criticize them doesn't make you anti-semitic or anything like that because again you're criticizing the government of israel and i get that people have a right to defend themselves but i mean at, at this point you got to ask what is biden doing like how is he you know we're already you know have intervened what is he doing with Israel? What is he doing with Hamas? Why wasn't this happening under Trump? Oh, they're they're was not happening under Trump. You saw um whoever I can't remember the guy's name. Uh Oh shoot. Uh he's I think he he works for either DOJ or DOD or something like that and people were asking him questions about like Israel's right to defend them, defend himself, and then like pal, like uh, the Palestinians or whatever. Do, do they have a right to defend themselves? And they're going, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, and, and they're just like totally yes. uh, hum hawing like around the entire thing. And it's like that's just their dude. It's just their administration. Not a backbone. Not a backbone to be found. Uh, that's why all this stuff is going on. That's why I mean, what with the Continental Pipeline, they gave into the hackers, right? They paid them, so now the hackers are incentivized to hack other systems and stuff like that this administration is way more incompetent than the trump administration but hey man at least they're diverse i wanted to i wanted to (laughs) read this because this is you know we've been talking a lot about this like anti-war stuff recently um and i think oh my gosh hang on i'm gonna have to scroll there because oh you're good i mean that's my whole one of one of my observations is how incompetent this administration is more so than the last administration. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't have thought it got any worse than, I remember one time uh, Trump was like, right. he was given something and he was talking, I can't remember if he was talking about taxes or he, he was talking about something and he clearly didn't know what he was talking about. And one of his like aides or somebody who was standing next to him goes, Mr. Trump. He's like, Mr. Trump, he's like, that's not what taxes are. <laughs> well, I can't remember I mean, what Trump, it was on. Right? Trump is yeah. it. Trump, people forget that Trump is an entertainer. So there is this uh, study that came out that said that Trump was simultaneously the most honest president and the most dishonest president. That's because of two things. 
when it when it wasn't part of his agenda, he'd just come out and say it. Okay, we'll keep just enough troops in Syria to guard the oil fields. Just enough troops, since the Pentagon, literally military officials, lied to Trump when he ordered them to pull um, troops from the Middle East. They just stationed them like right by the Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. And lied to us, the American public. And so where Trump would lie is when it had to do with his ego, like the Stormy Daniel thing and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> oh, dude, like, I forgot about that. I forgot about like, that. That's where... Also, who cares? Who like, lie. And yeah. it's more of an embellishment because, you know, again, he's a storyteller, he's an entertainer, so every story has a sense of embellishment to mm. it. And so he would say stuff like, I had the biggest, the, the hugest, the biggest crowd at my rally. And they would be like, <laughs> actually... uh they report. Um, actually, there was only ten thousand people who attended his event. He just, like, well, yeah. is he is he talking about online views along with that? Is he, you know what I mean? And yeah. they present it as him being and, a liar when in reality he's just embellishing and he's just, you know, maybe he's there's a lot of different factors. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not just specifically how, referring to the people in audience. How long are we away from the mainstream media talking about Biden having men- like mental deficiencies? Like his cognitive ability going downhill. Have you seen anything? I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen anything seen yet. Anything like and I'm, I'm kind of wait. I'm waiting like for it. Retire. Be like, hey, I'm gonna retire. And oh, great. That means we get Kamala Harris. Yeah. Who's she gonna pick for her VP? Buttigieg. Who cares? Oh gosh. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Because apparently she gets to uh, she gets to pick. It doesn't go to like Nancy Pelosi or whatever. It's only nah. that only is in the line of people getting killed. So if like the president and vice right. president both get taken out, she would become. I'm pretty sure it'd it's, be great. It would be great if she picked Trump. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. It's it like some it's some sort of weird if sitcom. I was her, <laughs> you know just how like petty she is and how like imagine. Being like, hey, I, I mean, obviously Trump could probably reject it, right? But trying to do that, be like, I choose Trump just so she, you'd be like, hey, I'm your boss or whatnot. <laughs> the boss ever. So the obviously he wouldn't do that, the, but the thing that I was looking probably someone oh, sorry, who's milk toast, you know, Pete Buttigieg, established, yeah, yeah. Established he, I, I don't know why he come. He's the first one that comes to mind, but like he seems like he would, uh, he'd be fine getting like boss around and. Yeah. You don't think she would choose another woman? Maybe Elizabeth Warren. No, I don't think she wants. I don't. Left. No, I don't think she wants anybody else to take that away from her. I don't know. I think. I think she'd be like, no. I, she'd pick a man because she wants to be the woman. She'd pick her husband. That'd be hilarious. That'd be funny. <laughs> he, he and Pete Buttigieg probably got a lot in common. Uh. Okay, so but but the the thing I was trying to find, uh, this is just kind of going back to the the war topic of that. Um, in uh, Matthew twenty six, um, I think it's fifty. So it starts at forty seven, but it's the uh, you go down a little bit uh, when they come to to take Jesus away, and Peter mm-hmm. pulls his sword on the guards after Jesus decides to go willingly, mm-hmm. which is really important to understand. Um, but he essentially says those who live by the sword will die by the sword. Um, and I, I don't think it's something, sorry, what are you saying? For clarity, when Peter struck the guard's ear with the sword, right? Or it was more like a, it was a specific dagger used for, um, killing, I believe actually. And so, uh, war or whatnot, um, (laughs) for fighting. 
And so uh, he wasn't trying to cut the guard's ear off. He was trying to kill the dude. Right. So to cut off. Yeah. Um, maybe he had. Maybe there was a bit of a change of heart uh, in the moment. Um, yeah. The the point being that when it, it, I, you see this a lot from sort of like the Christian perspective, and that's where I'm trying to kind of the angle I'm getting at, because we have a lot of people who listen to us who are believers um, and those who aren't. But when you think about sort of the, you know, Peter wasn't using self defense in that scenario, and that's that's something people yep. need to understand. And and when you have um, countries, whether that's the United States, like no matter what, what it is, right. When, right. uh, who are using massive amounts of force, killing innocent people, um, a lot, like, you know, allowing all of this stuff to happen around, uh, around the world. You never really hear administrations talk about peace anymore. Uh, generally mm-hmm. like you kind of, like we were saying before you kind of did with the Trump administration. It sort of seemed mm-hmm. like that was the way it was headed. But what's interesting is people like, uh, Ron Paul, people like Tulsi Gabbard, again, uh, not perfect people. We're not, it's never the case here. You, you know, I, I always kind of hate that. It seems like a, an unfair argument to be like, oh, well this, well, what about this? Da, da, da. It's like, well, no one is perfect in these, in these scenarios. Right. right? But you have people who have like these few politicians who come along who are saying, we need to stop regime changes. We need to stop these endless wars. Um, Tulsi Gabbard was a medic. She saw the worst of the Iraq war about of, of these things that we got essentially lied into going to, to the Middle East for. Right. Barely have left. Getting involved um, with the stuff uh, with Israel and Hamas. Getting involved in uh, Syria. Getting involved in Afghanistan and Iraq or whatever. And it's war constantly violence all the time killing people like the united states is called like over our like joseph and i's lifetime is responsible for millions of deaths two million people died and with the war in iraq and afghanistan two million innocent uh civilians mind you and so you have to ask yourself it's like as a believer it's like at some point on a big scale you have to ask yourself the question it's like who's who's right in the scenario like who are you still going to because don't get me wrong like i i love america i think self-defense is uh is is a good right to have mm-hmm. what the united states and the direction that it's headed in and becoming the empire that it is uh if you want my personal opinion uh yep. is headed in a direction where blowback is coming and it keeps coming and who knows what it's going to look like in the future whether we're alive or not this administration is weak Mm-hmm. It very much is, and again, we're saying these things because we love America, and not because we. Hate but it America, goes so. it goes beyond that, right? Like, it's it's an odd it's an odd sort of thing because I don't know how much sort of like missions. It depends on the church, I think, but I don't understand. I don't know where mission sort of necessarily is in the heart of different churches in the United States. But if you think about it, it's like, is your mission not to people who are hurting, right? across across the world like and the more violent and extreme these empires become and the more that they allow this happen the harder that is for us and i'm not saying it's not ever right. going to be hard but you make it incredibly difficult when you're here in your home and you're like oh i'm all in on on a specific presidency or whatever because i can't i think it, i think it actually was um uh, the guy that had lived in Gaza and he's from Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying that you you don't 
you may not associate with the American government and the things that they're doing, but the people in these other countries do. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, and and it's one of those things that it's like, I, I we talked about it before, but it's like, this is where some of this, like, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to call it hesitant to call it cowardice, but this, this lack of understanding by churches about blowback, about what America does and the silence, if you will, mm-hmm. of that, whether it's on purpose or not, it's yeah. it it bothers me that people are so quick to back what they think is the righteous cause, mm-hmm. when in reality it's like um, I'm, it, it's that's not as as easy as you as you make it out to be, and that's what worries right. me, especially if we're just talking specifically about the United States because we live here. It's like it's it's kind of. Uh, open and close as far as like our our history in war around the world oh yeah and 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 there are places where maybe it's justified but also still sketchy depending on how much you trust the government yeah right um that that's all you know that that's it's just something i've been really thinking about a lot um because well, I, I mean it's, know. it's easy to have common sense in the thing. Oh, if we're heavily involved in these places where innocent civilians are getting killed from drone strikes or from getting shot or whatnot uh, from us, like in Afghanistan and Iraq and whatnot, again, we're talking about innocent civilians. Uh, then it's easy to see why this, even from years and years of us being there, even before that, right in the 1980s and 90s and everything, to why people would grow up hating America, mm-hmm. why these. In, in these locations. So again, that's why I think it's important for us to um, not be intervening in countries where we don't need to be. And, and w- again, uh, conservatives, Republicans, will use the argument where well, we need to be Israel's our strategic um, ally and we need to uh, support them and defend them for our national security. I'm like, hey, Israel can defend themselves. They're quite capable. clearly. I, I believe mean, in the, yeah, we just saw that, right? <laughs> yep. They're quite capable of defending themselves. B, that's just a tired old argument. Neocons like to use yeah. just to further war efforts and, and further traumatize and brutalize, um, countries, you know, and yeah. civilians. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it, it's not good. It's argument. It if seems like stuff like what not what. How you get another nine eleven is exactly by doing this. Yeah, everyone wants to say it's. It's really interesting because you basically hear the United States government say, "If we pull out of all these places, we'll get another nine 11 It's like, actually, it sort of seems like if we, if Ron Paul is correct, and I think he is, it's like if we keep doing these intervention interventionalist things, it, that's how it's going to happen again. Yep. And. It's like, are people going to wake up and listen this time, or are we just going to get back into more endless wars because we got to chase, uh, chase more people and again, down and never? That would be terrible, <laughs> and that would be wrong if, if that happens, right? Right. That would be absolutely terrible. But that's because again, people are associating us with our government, and that's um, that's blowback, and it, and it's not true. But that's the blowback. That's you live by the sword, you will perish by the sword. Yep. And so, yeah. and I, it's just like I think that it's it's time it's definitely time for this country to um to move in a more anti-war direction 
Um, yeah. I, I know it's 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 kind of like tough for people to to, to kind of wrap their minds around that. I think now, um, but to, it's one of the reasons that Tulsi was. I, I think if Tulsi had had not been running as a Democrat, yeah, maybe as an independent, I think she would have done better because she would have been uh, able to get her voice out there a little bit more. Um, yeah. But I. I think it just requires people to to really just start talking about this and not be afraid, like honestly, not be afraid to be like, like it's like your answer's too simple. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think th- I do think the simple the the simple answer is like we need to pull out of all of these places. It's like we need yep. to, we need to pull out of these places. We need to figure out what's going on. We need to to essentially uh, push for peace um, in these places. Whatever whatever needs to be done to be like Israel. It's time for this the violence to stop. It's like because again, they're the they're the powerhouse in the situation. Again, it doesn't make what Hamas does correct. All I'm saying is that when you're it's like if if like we went if like we were fighting with Canada, it's like who's the powerhouse in that situation? We are. Who's the power like to be honest, who's the powerhouse if we went to war with Mexico? Or if we were in a conflict with Mexico? So it's like I believe that the responsibility lies on that to be like we have to end this lives and, and civilian, like civilian lives and innocent people are more, are more important and we need to find a way to do that. Right. And, and it's, yeah. it's bad that casualties happen. Right. I don't, it's again, we're not, we're not trying to justify mm-hmm. anything in that regard. What I'm trying to get across is that if you hold the power in a situation, especially like, and this is why I have such a big problem with governments and, and why a lot of it needs to, especially in the United States needs to be decentralized, but there's so much power that's held there. And that's where a lot of that corruption comes from. And, and you'll have, right. you'll have uh, normal people who will have a certain moral stance on a situation where they go, well, I don't think the government would uh, knowingly like blow children up. Right. And I go, right. You're taking your morality and putting on a government that probably doesn't believe the same thing that you do. Because when you have that power, when you get into those places, that's where you start to see that sort of there's a certain amount of casualty, no matter who it is and what life it is, that 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 goes away. Especially you get to these empires, you get to these endless wars, and it's really easy for the United States because we aren't always directly involved in the conflict, right? Right. And that's that's the problem that you see from the United States a lot of the time where you'll have conversations with people and unless it's happening directly in the states, unless someone's droning and and uh, dropping bombs on buildings with your kids in it or uh, you you United States of America children uh in those buildings people are like that's nah, not not really my problem no you're not wrong i think this would be a good message for the church in america to get behind this anti-war message and the stand behind i think the problem though with that is that they're are so many Christians who are dispensationalists. And so without getting much into that, meaning it's just, dispensation. Well, that's what I was going to say. Dispensationalists yeah. believe they have certain issues concerning, you know, the biblical covenants, Israel, the church and end times and how that all plays into effect. And so they believe, you know, uh, what is it with the end times that, um, but maybe, maybe they're they wrong. Maybe they're wrong. If Israel is justifying blowing up children. Well, yeah, so they would I, say that God's old covenant with Israel still stands, whereas you and I would say that we believe more in a covenantial type of uh, end-time theology to where the new church is 
both Christian Jews and Gentiles, and that that is you mean the the, the biblical stance? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that they're unbiblical. It's this isn't a heretical concept. It's just uh, one I no. disagree with. I I mean that that that's what it comes down to me. It's like if you if you so so I'm sorry. Go ahead. So uh, they believe that Israel will experience earthly blessings in a future dispensation, which is a specific period of time um, that were different from what the church would experience. So this particular guy, John Nelson Darby, yeah, uh, advocated for a strong distinction between Israel and the church. Uh, and so Darby popularized the idea that the church would be raptured or snatched to heaven just prior to the 17th week of Daniel. Um, so there's more that goes into it and way more knowledgeable people than me that could explain sure. dispensationalism. Listen, but I, I just I mean, can't. That's where, <laughs> that's where I, disu- I disagree um, with that. Like, but I yeah, think that's, that's going to be one of the problems from getting the church here in America yeah. to make an anti-war stance if it includes well, Israel. Um, listen, even we, though I think no, it's just general, you know, it's just general principles from the Bible. Again, any country has a right, any person has a right to defend themselves. But I think we should collectively be pursuing peace, like being peacemakers, not peacekeepers, peacemakers. Agreed. I think that's. I think there are because war is terrible. There is innocent civilians do die, and so I think that's what matters most. Yes, and I, I, it's one of those things that if it, uh, it's funny. I, I probably say this too much, but it's like, eh, and I just, I, I literally, I, I can't even. I, I feel like I have to like work some sort of crazy thing out in my mind to think that I would get to heaven and be like, no, dispensationalism was correct, and the murder of those children was justified by the state. It's like that's that's kind of what it comes down to is it's like how do you it's like what like so there, how? Are, six, <laughs> so there are six essentials of dispensationalism multiple senses of terms like Jew and the seed of Abraham a hermeneutic in which the New Testament reaffirms and does not reinterpret the Old Testament unconditional promises to the nation Israel in the Old Testament that must be fulfilled with national Israel a distinctive future for Israel um the church as a distinctive organism and a philosophy of history in which history is the gradual implementation and outworking of the kingdom of God. So, yeah, again, I just uh, think, I think that falls short of uh, the biblical teachings concerning the, the new ha- Israel and new church yeah. being Christian Jews and Gentiles, the offspring of Abraham, right? Right. So, but I just it's like I don't understand how a dispensationalist would do they just overlook they they must interpret when he says there's no longer Jew or Greek you know I, I don't know do they just go enough about nah. their, <laughs> like yeah again I don't I, even I know they, they, do they we know it? This, they, they make a distinction between Israel specifically and the church they think that um I believe they think that God has to fulfill is still fulfilling some promises he made specifically to the nation of Israel, right? Um, so I disagree. I mean he didn't even want them I to think have that's one of the obstacles of, of getting there. Yeah, he didn't even want them to have like kings 
You know what I mean? I, I just can't. Yep. I, there's just there's too there's too much that 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 makes me go. It seems flawed. The logic seems flawed. <laughs> I think so I too. Know, I need man. to do some more reading up on it. I used to know more than I do now, but you know, it I, yeah, definitely I, does seem flawed. Anyway, I think that again the the port the importance of that. Um, I I think that uh, this is a message that that you and I and anyone who agrees with us uh, should be speaking more on in circles of people that we know. Yeah, believe it or not, to I be agree. honest, but especially within those like church realms, it's like, hey, it's it's one of those things that it's like you need to like like pastors need to take stance, start taking some stances on this. It's like innocent right. lives of people. It's like you know we like I was saying before we like churches go on these mission trips, go to all of these different places. It's like we're we're well, su- supposed to to care could, about that. Someone could but, make someone could make the argument. A pastor could make the argument. I am. I'm not teaching for murder. I'm not teaching for the stuff. And I, I don't necessarily like. Oh, there are a lot of pastors who won't bring you know bring political stuff within the pulpit. Um, I think though I, that there are general. I mean, I don't know if, if your country does something horrendous, right. And as a Christian, you just kind of stay silent about it. Yeah. Even if I you're, it's kind of you know like what I mean? Preach on, I think like, so you preach, they preach on abortion that preach on, on slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You like pastors yeah. will preach on all sorts of things. So why do you get to why will you you preach on pick and choose? Yeah, like uh the right you know the rights of blacks for instance, or um the rights of anyone to um to you know be free and to live or whatever. But then you're not gonna you know be like hey, uh this country needs to stop bombing innocents. We we need to be a group of people that stand for for peace to be peacemakers, not yeah. just uh, here but across the entire world. It's like, yep. It's just one of those things that I because I, I get it. Like, I, and this is that, but some of that is the same argument you heard during this, like, uh, during the whole lockdown thing, where it's like, oh, we're just going to keep our heads yep. down and eventually things will go back to normal. Yep. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't know if that's and it it's not let's the thing is I don't you're kind of right the 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 surprisingly enough the anti-war message whether we're talking about Israel or we're just talking about the United States mm-hmm. um it's unpopular in, in certain circles because uh that's that's where I, and I I've never I haven't read the book but that like I guess where you could say that like John Wayne theology or whatever that they they're trying to push yeah. that thing it's like that's where some that kind of yeehaw riding the bomb down on top of our enemies kind of thing and it's like uh, you know, and it's it's tough because I I'm very convicted. It's funny. I think since we started this this podcast, like the the amount of conviction I have towards certain things that people sort of blow off has changed. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I get right. into conversations with people sometimes, and I'm just like, this isn't the time to bring this up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I know these people well enough to have this kind of conversation yet with them. So it's it's really. It's difficult. Anyway, we got a couple more subjects that we got to dive into before we, we close this out. Um, oh, shoot. Let's do this uh, this chip shortage thing before we talk about old musky. Um, okay, let's do it. Going to pull up 
this clip. So uh, for those of you that don't know, um, well, maybe you, you've you've started to, to realize this. Uh, a lot of electronics have started to become very hard to find. Uh, computers, PlayStation 5 has been notorious uh, since it released last November of not being on store shelves. I, don't, I still don't even know if you can actually find one on a store shelf anywhere. Um, cars, whether that's new or used, are very difficult to find right now. Uh, and this is the reason. And An unexpected surge in demand during the pandemic for all things electronic, as well as cars, has caught chip manufacturers by surprise. The gap between ordering a chip and taking delivery is now 16 weeks. This is well above the previous peak of 14 weeks in 2018. This chip shortage is caused by the increased demand, especially from electronics, including smartphones, tablets, and personal computers. And at the same time, there is, uh, there is an increased demand from the auto sector. Now, we do believe that this uh, chip shortage could dissipate itself in the last quarter of this calendar year. But I, will, I wouldn't be surprised that if it could drive on to the next year in, in 2022. PC shipments jumped by 13% in 2020 and are expected to increase by 18% this year, says market intelligence firm IDC. And after falling by 7% in 2020, smartphone shipments are expected to rebound in 2021. In the auto sector, more and more car systems are powered by semiconductors. It's estimated that automotive electronics will make up 45% of a car's manufacturing cost by 2030. So even though demand for vehicles is forecast to grow in 2021 and 2022, the lack of chips to build these more sophisticated cars has forced some car manufacturers to halt production. Right, so I, I just wanted to bring this up. Them keep, they keep saying chips. I think it's just something that's important for people to understand because a lot of this has to do with the lockdowns from last year. Um, it's not necessarily an American thing because a majority of chip manufacturers are based out of Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can see that the the run times and, it, you know, you can almost put this at the same place with like the ammo shortages that we were having last year and are just now slightly getting better. It's gone from like some places are went from letting you buy like two boxes at a time. Now you can buy four boxes at a time. Uh, but Sony even came out. I think there's an article uh, in the show notes for it. Sony came out and said that they're not expecting store stores to have PS5s on the, the shelves until 2022 and I don't even think they might have given a specific time in 2022 but I doubt it's like first quarter um, and if it is it's probably late first quarter Man. so uh, everyone just kind of needs to be aware that electronics and this includes cars uh, are going to be a lot harder to find uh, I can't remember if it was in yes you're that's why you're seeing the prices of electronics in general consumer goods going up um, I don't 100% know how I think it's also due to, I know we keep saying inflation, 
but it's really stagflation, which is the worst of the worst, which is where you have inflation and then people also not working. Mm-hmm. Which has uh, been a we didn't even mention that earlier. That's a massive problem right now. Yeah. Uh, everybody's getting uh, too many benefits from the government for just being on unemployment right now, and it's it's hardly worth it. It's like if you're you know you can get a job for fifteen dollars an hour, or the government will let you sit around for thirteen dollars an hour. It's like is that extra two dollars an hour really worth you know yep. getting up and going to work? There, like it. Uh, I mean, if you're looking for a job and you want a job, now's a great time to find one. Yep. Um. So I, I just I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I don't think a lot of people are. Now I work in uh, the tech industry to some degree, and so we have issues getting GPS devices uh, because of chip shortages. Um, yeah. The price of the devices do are going up. Uh, the demand is going up because chips that the kind of chips that you're getting it is dependent upon the industry that it's in. So the stuff that it, like a PS5 would be getting or something for a graphics card for your computer is going to be different than a car, uh, and I think it's actually even different than what goes in cell phones. And so you're talking mm-hmm. um, 18 week periods between the chips for the cars going out, the chips for the PlayStation 5s going out, potentially the chips for your next iPhone going out. Um, and because there's only so much that can be done at one time uh, and it's, yep. it's all getting backed up. So, um, Yay. Uh, did you want musky here? Did you want to talk about Rittenhouse or are we just, are we skipping that? No, nah, we can do uh, that for next week. Oh yeah. You put that on there. My bad. <laughs> You're good. Um, I think I, I think have, it's important, but we'll do, do it for next week. Do you want to explain what happened or do you want me to explain what happened with musk last week? oh elon oh elon muskie he came out and uh was like hey bro i ain't gonna be accepting no biddy for my uh tesla products vehicles because uh climate change or you know they they bad for the climate bad bad frown frown yeah uh, yet he didn't sell any of his bitcoin mind you yes which is it i it was so uh a friend, i can't remember who sent it to me it hey, it's like a wink wink let me drive down the price of this so i can thanks buy some more of it i guess <laughs> i mean i bought more but yeah. oh man the uh I, it's probably a, a topic for another time but like i've started really I, I was i was pretty i mean i'm still very bullish about everything that i invest in mm-hmm. but when it specifically comes to talking to people about crypto, I've really kind of backed off because it's very tribal. It is. It's kind it of is. scary people, how how people with Bitcoin can come across very snobbish. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. I think there's like uh, you'll see um, you'll you'll see Pomp on here in a minute. The the dude's kind of awesome. I follow him on Twitter, and he's he's yeah, actually like one. Too. He's one of the guys that I think is he's very like hey we're we're into it, and um, I mean I. Uh, Max and Stacy on the orange pill are they can they can be uh, a bit pompous with the the whole thing, but I like them a lot. Like they're Bitcoin maximalists, which means that they only invest in Bitcoin. They do mm-hmm. not care about anything else. They're just like just stack your satoshis um, and do nothing else, and in one day you'll make a lot of money. That's like their that's their whole spiel. They're both kind of like old school hippies, but they're also really smart because both of them uh, were uh, gold bugs. I think is the correct term, but they were in the gold market for a really really long time. That's that's where they got their start. Um, you know, they've been investing, uh, in the normal markets for years. So that's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're a little eccentric and weird or whatever, but they're all, they also kind of know what they're talking about. Uh, and they've been on the Bitcoin train for years at this point. And a lot of the guys that, um, have written books on it or whatever. So it's, it's kind of a wild market. 
But yeah, Elon came out and said that Bitcoin was bad for the environment and it dropped like 20%. Funny because I think it was like years ago, either last year or a few years ago, where someone had asked him about Bitcoin and its effect on the climate. And he said, or he agreed or said that he, that it was climate, you know, uh, climate friendly. Yeah. And so what happened between then and now, because it's only gotten more um carbon neutral right more eco-friendly absolutely um the the sun the sun exchange the sun exchange is a good example of that they mine as as far as i'm aware their whole uh business is that they put solar panels in south america and africa i believe to bring energy to those areas and they mine bitcoin from those solar panels somehow don't ask me how that works i don't understand it <laughs> but they, they do that and digital it's digital shovels out yeah <laughs> the digital shovels <laughs> and they and uh so there there's a lot of so solar the minecraft <laughs> there's a lot of clean energy that goes into mining bitcoin yeah. it's not That's why yeah energy. it's not as if coal or whatever is is like they're sitting in coal mines mining this stuff um so a lot uh, and I'll, I'll play this this clip from pomp but a lot of people think that he was doing it to either drive down the price um or he has other plans Both in mind is. i just think that uh people uh give him a little too much credit when it comes to literally every when it comes to literally everything yep Turn of events, Elon Musk announcing. I'm just going to play this whole clip. Or accept Bitcoin payments, citing concerns around Bitcoin mining uh, and environmental concerns. Bitcoin dropping sharply since Musk's tweet uh, last night, trading under $50,000 right now. Joining us, uh, Anthony Pompliano, founder and partner at Pomp Investments. And I guess Bitcoin bulls like you, Anthony, were uh, more than happy to. Uh, to accept Elon's endorsements in terms of, you know, accepting it for payment and putting it on the balance sheet. Uh, what do you think now uh, that, that and, and what do you think occurred to him that just suddenly because he knew all along all these things and, and suddenly, you know, he's on Saturday Night Live one second and then, you know, a couple of days later, he drops this bombshell. What what do you think is happening? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Um, Look, I think that we've got to just kind of stick to the facts, right? And I always say, don't listen to what they're saying. Just watch what they're doing. Elon Musk is still long billions of dollars of Bitcoin. Between Tesla, SpaceX, and personally, Elon Musk owns billions of dollars of Bitcoin. And he's not selling it because of this kind of energy narrative. The second thing is that the facts are overwhelming. 75% of miners use some form of renewable energy. And the reason is because the financial incentive is for miners to go around the world and find the cheapest power. That is their biggest cost input when they're mining Bitcoin. And so they're financially incentivized to go find this renewable power. And when you start to look at the comparisons of how much coal is used in uh, Bitcoin mining, it's dwarfed by things like um, the uh, coal that is used in the banking system, Or you'll hear a lot of times people will say things like there's more electricity consumed by the Bitcoin network than in some countries. But what people fail to say is that the American consumer, their use of Christmas lights consume more power in a given year than some countries' electricity consumption. 
And so I think what we've got to just remember here is that the financial incentive is to adopt renewable power. We have a lot of overwhelming data. There's been study after study after study done that shows that is what miners are doing. And I think that what we're going to see here is that this is going to be a launching pad for Tesla to eventually launch a renewable power mining rig or some sort of mining equipment. And so I think that this is actually just part of a marketing ploy by Tesla, draw attention to the issue and then come up with a solution and kind of save the day. But it's important to remember Elon Musk did not sell any Bitcoin because of this. And I don't think that he's going to change his mind about the future prospects of Bitcoin. It's simply a way for them to change that narrative so that they can go ahead and launch a product in the future. All right, we're gonna we're gonna stop it there because that that's pretty yeah. much it. Um, that pretty much covers it, right there. He said it all. Yeah, I mean, it, I, that's why I like him. He, you know, he's been involved just as long as as some of those other people. Um, you know, this is. It's one of those things that it's like, it's it feels like the argument to me is stuff uses energy. You know what I mean? It's like it has to come from somewhere. I don't know why this this thing in particular, other than the fact that, and I I can't remember if like Pomp said it in there, um, but I've I've heard this I think from some other people where they're like, look at where people are making their money, and you can you can kind of tell who they're uh, they're going to sort of like shill for or whatever. And from what I know, like Elon makes a lot of his money from the government. Like a lot of his money comes from subsidies That's and um, like, I, like renewable energy, whatever. Like there's all these terms for it. And again, it's kind of, some of that stuff's out of my wheelhouse, but the, it basically boils down to he's getting subsidies from the government for doing certain things and that's how he's making a lot of his money. And he made a lot of money on Bitcoin. I don't know how, yep. you know, when when uh, Tesla originally got in and, you know, he dumped, so he didn't sell anything, but the market dumped. So I was like, is he still up with his investments in Bitcoin or is he just buying yeah. more and then it's going to go back up and so he'll have made even more? I don't know. Um, it's just irritating. I think it's, uh, 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 Dave Portnoy came out and sort of like railed on him a little bit because he he said all of that stuff and he's like, oh, this is really... Crap. Yeah, he's like, this is really irresponsible of you because you have people who are following you, who are listening to your advice. They bought into Doge, they bought into Bitcoin, and now both of them are tanking. And he's like, it's on you. He's like, that loss yeah. for the retail investor is on you. And it's kind of funny because I think Portnoy's learned a lot since he invested in like uh, GameStop and AMC and lost like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or some. I mean, it's it's a it's it's like a whatever to him to some degree, but he was yeah. still pretty pissed yeah. about it. Um, yeah, but he, he, he makes a good point. It's like, if you have that much influence over people, you have responsibility. And if I was him, I would just kept it there. I want, uh, if I, you know, who cares? I'm not, I wouldn't have sold it. I would just kept it in yep. GameStop name. See, I, he would have been, yeah, he would have been doing a little bit better a few days later, I think on at least GameStop. Cause I think it, it, uh, shot again after he did that. Um, Were you ready to get into this next clip? Yeah, we need to we need to close out with a little bit of uh, I don't know. Do we have a nickname for him? I don't know if we ever came up with good old uh, Jolie over here. Oh shoot! I think I accidentally closed out of the hole. Jolie Osteen, <laughs> uh, Patrick's favorite pastor. <laughs> Um, this clip is uh, horrendous, by the way, because the clip on Twitter and the one you you ended up adding to the show notes, 
uh, both were really pixelated. <laughs> uh, yeah, they it gets were. it gets a little better I, as it goes on, but it's not your fault. Odyssey, but, but I couldn't find it on YouTube. Um, it probably wasn't. I'm there. glad that just wasn't my connection then. All right, so Joel Osteen's got a new book coming out, and uh, this probably is going to get into a bigger discussion. Um, so we'll spend uh, the next few minutes talking about it. Maybe. We're back. It is 841. We're back with Joel Osteen, the senior pastor of America's largest church. He is also a best-selling author, and he's out with a new book all about remaining calm and confident. It is called Peaceful on Purpose, Mm. and Pastor Joel is with us live from Lakewood Church in Houston. Good morning, Pastor. How are you? Hey, great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. I love the title of the book, Peaceful on Purpose. Mm-hmm. You really suggest if you want to have kind of that inner peace and that feeling of calm, you've got to be intentional about it. You really do, Savannah. I think sometimes we're waiting to see what the day is going to be like, if things are going to go our way. But I think if you're going to be peaceful, you have to make a, start, uh, a decision at the start of the day that no matter what comes against you, you're going to stay in peace. You're not going to let things take your joy. I think of it like you have a spare tire in your car. You're not planning on having a flat, but you have provision just in case something happens. I think the same way. We're going to plan on having a great day, but we may bump into some, you know, people that are rude or our plans may not work out. We may get a negative report, but you have to make the decision before ahead of time that today is a gift from God. I'm not going to get rattled. I'm going to stay in peace knowing that he's in control. Well, you know what? I think this book is, has perfect timing. I mean, this is a, a perfect moment, I think, Pastor Osteen, for this book. If you had to complete this sentence, finish this thought, you cannot have peace without... Without trusting. I think a lot of times, Hoda, we're trying to control things that we can't control. We can't make people do what's right. We can't make the traffic. We can't, you know, make everything go our way. And those things that we can't control, you have to take your hands off of them because that's what frustrates us. That's when you have to come back to a place of trust. Uh, To me, as a person of faith, believing that God's in control, that he's ordering my steps, that he's going to cause all things to work for my good. I don't believe, you know, you're going to stay in peace if you're fighting. I got this boss that doesn't like me. I got this problem over here. I think you just have to come back to a place of peace. God, you'll fight my battles. You'll take care of me. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be good to other people and enjoy my life. Do you have any? All right, I'm just going to stop it there. I can't take any more. Are you muted? You're muted. Sorry, I said uh, continue it because I ask a uh, oh. good question to him. Ah. All right, hang on. Bring it back up. Yeah. No problem. That next part is actually even better than the, the first two. Uh. I'll just keep it like that. Any daily practices, mm-hmm. things you do, get, getting real practical that just work to kind of maintain this state of mind? It does for me, Savannah, and that is to start the day off in peace. Before I leave the house, I like to take a little time, whether it's, you know, I take about a half hour. So Somebody may not have that much time, but just start no, the not. day off in peace. In other words, start no. it grateful, right. not getting up rushing. I got to get the kids and I'm worried about these problems. and I got to deal with this. But I think you need to have some time to just come back to a to a place of peace where you're grateful. Think about what's right, not what's wrong. Focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. Mm-hmm. I find when I start the day in peace, when I when I get focused that way, it'll make the day go much better. 
You know, it's like there are some people who feel like they do do everything right. They say their prayers in the morning. They try to find this peaceful place you're talking about. And yet, inevitably, things happen in life. Bad things sometimes happen to people who yeah. really you feel like don't deserve that. I mean, how do you find peace in those moments? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things in life we don't understand. And I think, again, you have to believe that, that God is directing your steps. And I think, too, you don't try to figure out everything that happens along the way because there's a lot of twists and turns. And like you said, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people, but you have to know that if you'll stay in peace, I've learned God knows how to give you beauty for the ashes. He knows how to turn things around. And he's, uh, you know, life may not be fair, but I, found, I find that God is fair, that he's a just God, that he knows how to make up for the wrongs. Well, Pastor Osteen there in Houston, thank you so much. I bet you're relieved that tiger was found. <laughs> <laughs> they just talk about the tiger. I'll let you take the, the lead on that. Um, have you ever noticed how weird his eyebrows are? <laughs> Dude, his smile, he, I, think. He, I think he's had work. I mean, like, I think he's had work done. Yeah, I he, think so too. He has this very, like, mm, Stepford Wives. I don't know if that, it's like, very um that's a good analogy like just just very fake in his appearance it comes I, off, yeah it's it's hard and creepy and mm -hmm. um also like those questions you know i know that uh what what is that uh today uh what's the name of that uh the show that he was on um today show as of the Today Show, I mean they're not they're not exactly like the high end of like journal journalism and you know no. watchdoggery or whatever, but they're like Pastor Osteen, can you fill in the blank of of this? And you're just like, yeah. uh, like can't think of better questions to ask. Yeah, like hey, why did you take five million dollars in PPP last year? Four point four. Yeah, <laughs> same difference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, $4.4 million in, uh, from the PPP loan. Yeah. Just absolutely crazy. I think, you know... Hey, remember that time see, that Houston flooded and you didn't let anybody come into your church? <laughs> it's so funny because I looked that up and like USA Today fact-checked that and some other places did, and they said that was false, that he did open it up. And I'm like, well, yeah, after there was the blow-up. <laughs> yeah, after the criticism, I think you're right. I think he did. But. Right, and they used the excuse, someone there used the excuse that uh um houston was flooding and stuff like that and so they couldn't let people immediately in otherwise it would be uh, a danger to them because they're like bottom level floods or whatnot yeah. of their church during that and someone took a picture all the way around the church that there was no water by that but then uh the fat checker said that was after the water had receded and it's and that water that doesn't recede <laughs> I know that stadium anyway. is, is massive too, by the way, like he it's old Houston rocket stadium, right? Yeah. That he bought is. out. He's, he has the biggest church in America and it's like, it's one of those things that, you know, the, I don't know if I think it's actually picture of his house. I saw it on Twitter. So who knows if it's totally true, but it's like a massive, he's got like a tennis court, massive pool in the backyard. Um, dudes live in yeah. the dream and it's so crazy. Like it bothers me. I think when someone who's in that position and basically makes, uh, money uh, as a pastor like that mm -hmm. and then people want to defend his like his lifestyle his and lifestyle that's a good way of putting it. it even though his 
his the way that he's earned it is prosperity preaching saying mm -hmm. hey if you believe in jesus you'll get nice things as long as you have enough faith and as long as you do this and that and everything right and it's yeah. very much i wouldn't even just i wouldn't call it watered down gospel and stuff like that i would call it just straight up heresy yeah. right he's and so he's clever i don't know a transactional model of god mm -hmm. to where as long if i do good things and blessings come to me it's because of my faith or if i do if bad things happen in my life it's because my faith is very weak it's because yeah not, it's basically karma yeah be good good things happen to you be bad based. bad things happen to you yeah they and based religion and it's like and god is just the the puppet master yeah which i mean the the theology's the the theology's never made sense, but I, I I think we've talked about it a lot. But mo like modern day, it's like it's just really easy to fool people. It's so it's so easy to fool people because they they go ahead go ahead. I was gonna say because no. they 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 want that to be the case. If the Christian message you hear at church is when they present the gospel of Christ, is your natural inclinations as a man, as a woman, you know, just as a, as a, as a human that you want health, wealth, success, you're not being preached the gospel in any capacity. Right. That is not the gospel. That is the opposite of the gospel. Jesus died a horrific death. That literally pun intended an excruciating death. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm just, literally that's where the word he comes from he can't help himself. and then <laughs> and then the apostles all all of them except for one died horrific deaths and john was exiled to patmos so with all those bad things happening were they living at peace it's funny he right. says i like to start my day in peace what does that mean yeah. What does that look like? It's like what about Who what about peace? yeah? What about Jesus? Goes peace. Yeah, it's like what about Christians in China? Like currently, like Christians in China. Yeah. What about North it, Korea? Yeah, North Korea, Canada yeah. now. Yeah, like a lot of these places. Like it's like so you know did they do? And that's kind of where it all falls apart, right? Is like did they do something wrong? It's like yep. you know a lot of them d were born there, right? It's like I have, how you have peace in that situation. Yeah, I have a friend who lives in China who's a Christian, and his church got shut down. It's like, did they do something wrong, Pastor Osteen? What are, what are, you know? It's very much, man, you can't even say it, cheesy Christianity. Mm. Like, I don't even think it measures up at least to that, no. right? It's not even watered down gospel. It's just straight it, and uh, inaccurate preaching of the Bible. It's, um, it's tickling people's ears, getting, yeah. letting them hear what they already want to hear. Hey, you know what? You want that promotion at work? You know, you just you know have faith and believe, and you know if you're a good person, God's gonna re reward you. And it's like, uh, and here's the you know what's he's maybe he's if sneaky. I do good, things, good things will happen to me, right? Maybe that will happen, right? But the purpose isn't so that you get more money. The purpose isn't so that you you know increase in, in these type of things because if anything, the theme of the Bible is when you decrease in those type of things, you're more like God. You're yeah. more like Christ. You're growing Christ likeness. Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny because I think that um, it, I be I bet he's actually probably a a pretty healthy dude, just like in general. 
Oh, probably. Um, but I, I actually think working out's kind of a great kind of weird metaphor because you literally have to suffer in order to, uh, like, be better. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not a perfect metaphor or whatever, but right. you know, in order for you to uh, be healthy yeah. and and you know, you can actually find like a a, a generally like good uh, state of mind, you literally have to suffer um, because it does what suffering produces what character, endurance, true. strength. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so much stuff. And his 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 whole like message at least what he was saying right there was basically sit around and god will take care of everything for you it's literally that thing as long as you have the faith but it's like it's literally that like and it it makes me wonder if because we used to kind of make fun of this all the time and i guess we still do but it's like that whole like oh god is in control so if i walk out into traffic i've got enough faith it's like it falls apart immediately it's like you put it into any rational like up to any sort of like rational logic you know what i mean it's like okay well what if that doesn't happen? Well, you didn't have enough faith. It's like, well, how do you measure that? Oh, you just you just do or what? You know what I mean? They probably go along those lines. And it's funny. Uh, I actually kind of think he uh, he reminds me a lot of Dr. Fauci, right? Because they say very similar things. Where he's like, oh, we'll just trust this, but gives no in depth understanding of any of that. It's like, no, oh, well, the it's you know, very surface level stuff. Yeah, it's like superficial you know like i literally heard fauci say a couple days ago he's like uh i I think he was talking to to Rand paul and Rand asked him a question he goes it just is and you're like it just is it's like that's not science (laughs) you know it's like that's the science yeah it's like the when um you know when you uh, you'd have like a, a a sunday school teacher or something they'd be like oh well um uh, don't do don't do drugs, don't drink, and don't have sex or whatever. And then you go, well, why? And you go because I said so. <laughs> it's like the same logic, um, and that's what he sounds like to me a lot of the time. He's like, oh, it's just it's very flowery, or I mean, it's a little different with Fauci, but like they have that same sort of tone of having authority, but not giving you of any anything of substance in having authority. You know, it's just like you just have to do these things because that's the way it works. Yeah. So you have this transactional model of God, this prosperity gospel that he's preaching, and it's very fake positive Christianity, right? Very, There's yeah. not really a good depth of understanding what it's like to have joy in the midst of suffering, right? Mm-hmm. In the midst of sorrow. Yeah. And so it, it, that's severely lacking here because for the most part, majority of these people, they're listening to this and following this. At, as soon as, bad, as something bad happens in their life, they fall away. That's when we were going to show, what was it, Grundor, Grunger? What are Gunger. they called again? That Gunger. Gunger. Uh, I mean, they had that transactional model of God that, yep. and she speaks about it in that interview to where, you know, um, she struggled with infertility and she assumed that it's because of her faith. And then she started to blame God. Well, if God is like this, and, you know, it led them away from, um, I believe it led them away from Christianity mm-hmm. because of that transactional model, because they were believing, Hey, when good things happen, like me getting this position in the church, for example, it's because of my faith it's because of who I am, not because of the grace of God, not because of who God is, yeah, not because of God's blessing on, on their life or, like, because or of jerks. Jesus. You know what I mean? Like church, yeah. church politics. It's like, it's, it's all this stuff. It, that's like, people are still human. They make mistakes 
and they make bad judgment calls. Here's and, the ironic part of it all. They're right. What about do you mean? their faith being weak. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't have faith. Yeah. They have an incorrect understanding of what faith is, and faith is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Yep. And so it's a it's a constant, and that's the thing. It goes back to it does go back to that. That like, well, yeah, you're right. Bad things are happening to you because you don't have a correct understanding of what faith is and what it means. Well, it's it's it's. I, I would say it's more of a you. You know, I, I, it's like when I was telling you a while back that eventually uh, you sort of learn to live in the burnout for a while like burnout happens and it sucks and you go through it and you work on not finding yourself in that place but it's i'm telling you it's like impossible not to at times find yourself in a place where you feel burnt out the difference is that you eventually learn how to deal with it and it's the same stuff that's suffering in a nutshell like no matter what the, the the topic may be and so it's 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 one of those things that it's like okay um Instead of going, well, obviously God is punishing me because by not giving me children because I didn't do something wrong, and having a realistic understanding not only of Scripture but also of the world that you live in, and it's like yep. things don't happen exactly the same way for everyone, and it doesn't mean that you're being punished, and it doesn't mean that God loves you less. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's something that's different for you, and it's a different struggle that other people aren't going through. Where with Him, right. it's it's a well, as long as you have enough faith, it'll happen because there might be one story that backs up his um, his understanding in the in the Bible. But it's like that's one person out of the millions and millions of people who have lived on on the earth, and it's maybe not it maybe it's not a one to one comparison for every like woman or every man in one of those yeah. stories. Um, and so yeah, it's the exact it's the exact same thing. Like I was saying with working out, it's like yeah, you know, your first workout sucks, right? And you have two options: you can either understand the pain that comes along with that but that there is something there is a benefit on the other side of that or you can give up and you can completely walk Mm -hmm. away and maybe you don't for a while and then a few years down the line um something happens to you and like you break you tear your acl and you can either let that be the end of you or you can keep going and you can keep keep striving on now obviously i'm trying to make a metaphor it's not a one a one-to-one comparison but it's the same idea you can just insert whatever disaster comes along you lose a family member this thing happens whatever the case may be it's like uh there's a great i think it's one of the the things that i most respect piper for is he had a a sermon a while back uh, about what faith through that struggle uh looks like there's like a famous you can go look it up i can't remember exactly what it is but he's got a famous uh famous in in Christian circles, uh, kind of like two or three minute thing about, um, what, uh, suffering faithfully is like, uh, when he's like, you know, know, your wife has cancer, like your kid goes through the windshield of your car. Um, and it's like in those moments when you say God is still good, it's, it's like, that's, that's powerful. Um, and and the, honestly, I, the church for me, I mean, if I, if I, I mean, I lost my mother to suicide. So if I had his view of faith, I mean, I would have left. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those like, things. That's, it goes well. What did she do wrong? Yeah, what did yeah. I do wrong? What did other people in my family do wrong that caused her to do that? When in reality, it's like everyone is responsible for themselves. Each yep. each person is ultimately responsible for themselves. It goes back to sort of the libertarian like thing, where it's like that's why that stuff's always added up to me because they go, "You're an individual. You're responsible for for your life. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't affect other people's lives, but ultimately, you're responsible for your own actions and the things that you do, whether you you cause harm to people or not." Um, and it, and it lines up really well. It's like, yeah, because I don't want to do harm to other people. 
Exactly. So it's like peacemakers. Like that's it because goes back to a lot of what we talked about. Because of the love that you've received from God and because yeah. you want to love others as God has loved you. Yeah. So and I'm not always good at it. Nope. <laughs> you know, I agree, it, you're not. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um but, but that's how it is, and that's that's life on earth. You know, it, yeah. you're gonna go through the go through struggles in your life and and to try to cookie like sugarcoat that with all of this nonsense that comes out of his mouth. And he's not the only one, obviously. He's just one of the most famous right. ones. Um, he's also, I think, significantly better at it than a lot of the other people who try to do it. Yeah, he's way more deceptive with it. Because you can, he, it, it's two things. He, I know he's read the Bible because of some of the stuff that he says, but I also right. go, has the dude ever read Ecclesiastes? Like, <laughs> I know. like what? <laughs> Like if like that entire book is just about suffering. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Makes no sense to me, man. Uh, anyway, well, I think we're gonna close I it out there. Uh, yeah. we're, we're just over two hours. Um, do you have anything else to add? No, that is it. Just remember, like, share, comment, text your friends, text your grandmothers, let them know we're live, we're here, and yeah, that's it. Awesome. I was going right. to try and end it with something catchy, but it just couldn't uh, do it. AMC to the moon. <laughs> Woo! See Go you guys next point. week. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> no. <laughs>